The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister, Executive Minister, and the Director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. I'm in the midst of teaching a series titled Exploring Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And the book is basically about the law of attraction. And if you've been following along, hopefully you have received some good teachings based upon the law of attraction. What I'm doing is looking at the book from a new thought perspective. It's all metaphysics, but, you know, they use distinctive language. We use distinctive language, and I'm, I'm seeking to bridge it to help you practically apply it in your own life. Not that their information and the way they explain it isn't good enough for you to do that. Just looking at it from a different point of view, and hopefully that'll allow you to get the insights that you need so you get the breakthroughs you desire. So now I'm on chapter 14, and chapter 14 is some things you knew before you arrived. And before I read this, I want to just remind you of a scripture in the Holy Bible found in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. I'm not going to read all of it, but it states, Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. And I love that scripture because it's a great reminder that we just just didn't show up here. We were, we are spirit. So if I'm a spiritual being, and before I was even formed in my mother's womb, before the biological act between a mother and a father that creates a child biologically, the DNA collision that creates the individual physical you, before any of that, who were you? Who was the you that God knew before you were formed in your mother's womb? It's just something to think about because it makes you reflect on life a little bit differently. And I hope that it can be beneficial to your understanding that you are more than what you see in the mirror. And that's important. So the book says, page 71, it is helpful to remember that you are creators who have come into this leading time-space reality, this leading edge time-space reality to experience the joy of directing source energy into specifics of your physical life experience. In other words, You're here to demonstrate good by bringing the unseen into the seen, by forming and shaping the unlimited potential and the infinite possibility of God 
into definite forms of good. So that's the game of life. Bringing the unseen into the scene. Remember, as Johnny Coleman used to tell us at CUT, I am the thinker who thinks the thought that makes the thing. So it is my job, it is your job, it is our job to take the ideas, the possibility, the potentiality, the desires of the soul and bring them into manifestation. So you are literally a manifestation mechanism. I'm using mechanism loosely, but I want you to get what I'm saying. You were created to manifest. You were created from the creator to be a creator that manifests things. The author went on to write, you also knew that whatever you asked, it would be given, which is part of the challenge of this book, because people often say, well, I've been asking and I haven't received. But ask from this standpoint is your state of consciousness, or they would say your vibrational attracting point. Like, okay, what vibration are you on? Because your dominant thoughts, your dominant feelings, your dominant beliefs are attracting something. So we knew before we came here that this is the realm of manifestation and that we had to be in alignment. But it, one of the things we teach in the Johnny Coleman Institute, first class, basic truth principles one is the primary cause of suffering is forgetfulness of our divine nature as spiritual being with dominion over our thoughts and feelings. We've forgotten who we are in God and who God is in us. H. Emily Cady says in Lessons in Truth, Every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of disbelief. And just remember, a belief is just what you accept is true. It's true. So we have to shift how we view ourselves and our own potential and our own consciousness and recognize that we're spirit, soul, body, not just body with a personality. Back to the book. Page 71 says, you also knew the following. By always reaching for the feeling of joy or well-being, you would always be moving toward that which you desire. Now, we say it this way in the Universal Foundation for Better Living, of which I am ordained and licensed to teach. We believe that it is God's will that every individual on the face of this earth should live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. That's basically saying that we believe that God's essential character or nature is absolute good and God's will has to be consistent with God's essential character or, or nature, absolute good. Therefore, God's intention is to express what it is, absolute good. So because we were created out of this good, absolute good, the intention for the creation is absolute good, but we have to, uh, and, and I must be honest, the game of life is choosing it because we're free. Now, some people would say, well, why would the God create 
all this good and give us the option of not choosing it, well, you wouldn't be free. There would be no choice and everything would be predetermined. But the beauty of creation is because there's so much choice, there's so much variety. Now, do we mess it up sometimes? Yes, in big ways. But do we get it right a lot? Yes, in big ways. But that's not the stuff that always makes the news. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of compassion. There's a lot of help. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of faith. There are healings that are happening that people are saying, you know, are saying, you know, something went, uh, you know, the the dis-ease disappeared. And they come up with, you know, terms for it to not say that it was a spiritual or mental healing. It's just remission. And that's okay, as long as it's not there anymore. But it's, But these type of things are happening more than people realize. And they, and they happen so often that if we really started to accumulate the information of people's lived experience, we would see it. Anyway, the next point is, in the process of moving towards your desires, you would experience joy. So the more in alignment you are with the good desires of your heart, the more you experience joy. Then it went on. In this earth plane environment, you would have sufficient leeway to mold your vibration into a pleasing position for the attraction of a wonderful life experience. In other words, you're free to get your consciousness in alignment with what you say you desire. Since well-being is the basis of this wonderful universe, you would have sufficient opportunity through a continual offering of thought to mold your own thoughts into pleasing life experiences. Yet again, I am the thinker who thinks the thought that makes the thing. Change your thinking, change your life. The author goes on to write, well-being abounds, so you felt no risk or concern about the contrasting environment in which you were moving. So in other words, before we got here, we recognized that there's no such thing as not being safe. We got here and got mesmerized into the era that we are not safe. But when we recognize that the light of God surrounds me, the love of God enfolds me, the power of God protects me, the presence of God watches over me, wherever I am, God is. Then we can stand on that and it can shift the environment and the energy around you. Then it says variety would help you choose your specific life. Why? Because with choice comes variety. Your work was to direct your thoughts and, and that in doing so, your life would unfold. Why? Because there's power and intention. As Reverend Ike used to say, you must be definite with the infinite. The next point, you are an external extension of source energy, and that is the basis of that which you are, and that the basis of that which you are is good. We would say this in biblical terminology that you're made in the image and likeness of God. I would say there's something radically right about you. Why? Because you're an individualized expression of the one presence, one power, one mind, one life, one source that we call God. Next point, you would be able to easily allow the well-being of your origin and of your source to steadily flow through you. In other words, you are a conduit for these divine blessings. You could never get far from your source and that you can never completely pinch yourself off from it. Why? Because you are an expression of the one. Therefore, there is no life experience separate and apart from God. We can only have a sense of separation. 
but we can never be separated from God. You would experience immediate emotions to help you understand the direction of your thought and that your emotions will instantly tell you if you are in any moment moving toward or away from what you desire. So you can tell by just the your emotional vibrational output and experience what you are actually attracting in your life. Am I in vibrational harmony or not? In other words, am I functioning out of the state of consciousness that will produce this or not? You would know by the way you are feeling moment by moment how much you are allowing your connection to your stream of well-being. And so you came forth into this earth experience with eager anticipation of a wonderful life. In other words, you knew this before you showed up here, that, that feeling gets the blessing. So as you understand how you feel, it lets you know what you're in alignment with yet again. And you also knew that there would not be an immediate manifestation of any thought so that you would have ample opportunity to mold, evaluate, decide, and enjoy the creative process. Now, I think this function, what they wrote on this functions at a particular level. There are some people who I believe that are at a, a level of consciousness where they can consistently produce things, sometimes almost instantaneously. They, they're in alignment. They're so in tune that they think it and it happens. Now, you might say, give me some examples of that. I can give examples of, like, for instance, healings I've seen happen. Well, I know that person was disabled, could barely walk, and they got instantaneous healing. Those would be examples. Or they wanted to produce something, and the right person at the right time showed up. The, the right opportunity presented itself. The, the door opened up almost right in front of them for their good. These things happen depending on your level of consciousness. Bruce Lee said this. Bruce Lee said in the uh, extra scenes of Enter the Dragon at the Shaolin Temple, when the monk was questioning him about his style, he said, when my opponent expands, I contract. When he contracts, I expand. When an opening presents itself, I don't move. And then he looked at his fist and he said, it moved. And what he was trying to show was his technique had got beyond thought. It only dealt with what was immediately in front of it, and it reacted to what was in front of it. Is it possible that your consciousness can be so spiritualized that it can meet the moment in the moment? On demand, like cable television, you want to pull up that show, that movie, you go to the remote, remote, and it can pull it right up. Hmm. What I'm saying is not only can you go and pull it right up, I'm saying that I believe it's possible that it'll pull up without you realizing you need it because the moment demanded it. So you can be so in the flow of God's divine grace that. Before uh, the you realize it's a need, it's already handled. As it says in the, the book of Isaiah, I think it's chapter 66. I don't uh, remember the verse where it says, before you have called, I have already answered. Can you believe in a life that can function like that? Before you have called, I have already answered. 
All right. So I'm going to take a quick break because I'm only teaching this chapter real fast. So let me just give this one quick commercial. Um, the Johnny in the Johnny Coleman Institute, in which I'm the director, I, the next semester is May starts May 15th, a five week semester. There are many classes from different teachers, uh, you know, Lord's Prayer taught in Aramaic. I'm teaching Meeting Jesus Again for the First Time, which is a, a book that explains the historical Jesus, the, the pre-Easter Jesus, as he calls it. What was that man's, what was Jesus' the concept of God? What does his teachings mean, mean in its proper context and culture, and how can that benefit us now? Five weeks to do a real deep dive on the human Jesus and how we can relate those teachings to our life now. Uh, that's my offering. That class is on Wednesday, starts Wednesday, May 17th. Every class, my, my class will be 6.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time via Zoom. So if you register, you'll get a Zoom link the day of the class uh, and do what you need to do. With registration is only $20. And I'm taking a love offering every class digitally. So, you know, if you, don't, if you want to do other classes, that class is on spiritual healing, universal laws, prayer, meditation prosperity. Give yourself the opportunity. Go to www.cutemple.org. C-U Temple, the word, the letters, C-U Temple.org. Go to classes and then uh, schedule of classes and you'll see all the offerings and the descriptions of the classes and the opportunity to register. Uh, give yourself the benefit of, of extra immersion and being in a class on Zoom and reading a book and having an opportunity to interact with a teacher and classmates online gives you a different experience. I'm sure those who are listening to this podcast would love to be able to say, what did you mean by that? Or write in the chat or raise your hand in the Zoom and ask a question to help you further understand what I'm teaching. Well, you have that opportunity. Take advantage of it. Uh, so I'll wrap up this commercial and we will be right back with Truth Transformed. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, still in chapter 14 of the book, Asking It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. I'm on page 73. And the authors start writing some really bold things, which I love. I love bold. I love bold because even if I don't live up to the bold, even if I have to wrestle with the bold statements, it makes me contemplate it. So the author wrote, there's never a reason for you to be without something that you desire nor is there ever a reason for you to experience something that you do not desire, for you hold absolute control of your experiences. This is a tough one. Because people will say, 
I didn't want that and it showed up. I didn't want this illness. I didn't want this divorce. I didn't want my business to fail. I didn't want, I don't want, I don't want. And what they're trying to say is if everything worked without the mental pollution, and I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to call it, mental pollution, the mental pollution of society, culture, tradition, upbringing, uh, your past experiences, pains and hurts and disappointments, fears, 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 frustration, anxiety, not just yours, but the collective human consciousness in which you are a part. The new thought people used to call it race consciousness. Some people call it the collective consciousness or the collective unconscious. Some people, uh, like Joe Goldsmith, would call it uh, the universal mortal belief system. Uh, Joseph Murphy called it the law of averages. In other words, if you're a part of this universal consciousness, certain things just happen. They're part of cert certain amount of people get into car accidents and die of them. Certain amount of people drowns. A certain amount of whatever. It's a part of the collective. And what I'm trying to help you do is live above the majority as much as you can by right of consciousness, above the stuff that can touch you like that. So what they're saying is you're really truly in vibrational alignment with your thinking and feeling, with your spiritual nature, with your I am, with your Christ nature. Then these statements are absolutely true. And because we're not, that's why we wrestle with them. Because we're not functioning as pure potential. We're functioning as pure potential with a large dose of fear, frustration, anxiety, depression, suppression, uh, conditioning and programming and everything else that interferes with how we're, we were designed to function. This is the metaphysical meaning behind that story of Adam and Eve when God told them you can eat of any tree in the garden, but don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's a metaphor. It's not literal. It's a metaphor of saying uh, the moment you start to think in duality, good and, God and, you have to experience it. So the metaphysically, Adam symbolizes the thinking mind, the thinking conscious mind, and Eve, the subconscious feeling nature. And when we're tempted to do something we're not supposed to be doing, it normally tempts us at the level of feeling, not logic. We'll know it doesn't make sense and still do it because that's what, the way we feel. And I just want to differentiate that. All right. Now, so when he wrote, again, they wrote, there is never a reason for you to be without something that you desire, nor is there ever a reason for you to experience something that you do not desire, for you hold absolute control of your experiences. They're talking from the con higher context. If you're functioning the way you're supposed to be functioning, you should never experience something you don't want to experience. But here's the thing. Basically, you know, as one of my teachers, the Reverend Dr. Helen Carroll used to say, the only people that walk on water are the people who spill it on the kitchen floor. We're growing to an awareness of this. But it's my responsibility and it's their responsibility to teach the ideal, teach the principle. And then we have to work to live up to it. All right? So. 
They went on to write, you, we want you to know that you always hold the power and control over your own life experience. The only reason that you could ever experience something other than what you desire is because you are giving the majority of your attention to something other than what you desire. In other words, as I've told people before, the key to this teaching of new thought metaphysics is change your mind and keep it chained. Bottom line. Change your mind and keep it chained. Back to the book. Can I really count on the law of attraction? The law of attraction always used to you the essence of the balance of your thought. No exception. You get what you think about whether you want it or not. In other words, you always get that which is in alignment with your consciousness. And again, your consciousness is not just affected by what you think. This is why you have to be really responsible about keeping your m mind clean of the mental pollution. Yes, you're hearing and seeing things, TV, social media, family, conversations at work, conversations on the street, conversations in the grocery store, and they're all impacting your subconscious mind. So if you're not active in your prayer work, your affirmations and denials, your visualization, your meditation, your, uh, you know, not just to mention the physical things you need to do, exercise, massage, or yoga, or stretching or something to keep yourself energetically in alignment. That stuff can overwhelm you. And that stuff then becomes your point of attraction. I'm talking, uh, I haven't, uh, I pre-record these sessions, so I'm sure my seminar uh, won't by the time you hear this, my Cultivating Your Wonder seminar will be over. But one of the things I was talking to with my buddy, um, Professor Joachim Jackson, who's going to be doing the Qigong part, is he does it from a Japanese perspective um, because he's in a, uh, one of his martial arts that he's a master of is Aikido. And he was just talking about how the level of self-care he takes does, you know, besides meditation, et cetera, but, and the energy, breathing, physical techniques. The spa days, the you know whatever, because he wants to make sure that he can practice his art well into his elder years. That's being responsible and taking a conscious choice to 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 work against the trend of the body breaking down uh, because it's sitting and it's stiff and it's not we're not taking care of it and we're not eating right and we don't sleep well and we don't align with mind soul and body or mind, spirit, mind, body together in a way that allows it to function and allow the spirit through the mind or soul to feed the body. It's necessary. So yet again, the law of attraction always used to you the essence of the balance of your thoughts, or we would say a new thought gives you what is yours by right of consciousness. What are your dominant thoughts, your dominant feelings, your dominant Beliefs, not just what you think occasionally. What's the real core dominant root thoughts, beliefs, and feelings you have about a thing? That's your attracting power. So you can surfacely say you want a thing, but what do you really believe? What do you really believe? So the author went on to write, the law of attraction is always consistent. It never tricks, or tricks you. It never deceives you. It never confuses you. For the law of attraction responds 
precisely to the vibration you are offering. You and only you. Now, does that mean that you can't be in a a collective consciousness with other people? No, I'm not saying that because a collective consciousness also draws. This is one of the beautiful things about worship services when people get together. When they rise in consciousness through prayer, worship, praise, singing, good sermon, music, all that good stuff, it raises the vibration in the space that allows healings to happen, that allows breakthroughs, that allow emotional trauma to be released, that cultivates faith. But again, it's just matching the vibration. All right. So the book goes on to say, the basis of your world is one of well-being. You can allow it or not, but the basis is well-being. The law of attraction says that which you that which is like unto itself is drawn. And so the essence of whatever you give your attention to is unfolding in your experience. Therefore, is nothing that you cannot be, do, or have. This is the law. Uh, I can't remember the author, but it might have been Charles Fillmore who basically said if if there was something that universal law couldn't do, then the basis of the universe would break down at its most vital point. So the question is, how high can we rise in consciousness to produce things that are unimaginable right now? I don't know. Uh, You know, I'll see you at the top. That's all I can say. Because can you, you just accept the possibility that there's nothing I cannot be, do or have, by right of consciousness? If I get the consciousness for it, the universe must express it as me and into my experience. It's mine by right of consciousness. You can't take what is somebody else's by right of consciousness, and they can't take what's yours by right of consciousness. And if you lost something because you weren't in the space you needed to be before, when you get into the right consciousness, you can even restore the good that was lost. That doesn't mean it's the same people. It doesn't mean it's the same business. It don't mean the money comes from the same place. It doesn't, but you can restore it. As the scripture says, I will restore the years the locusts have stolen from you. The locusts eat up everything, eat the crops up. And you might have been in some situations where your good was eaten up by the error that was in your life. But if you can recalibrate, realign, uh, and renew your mind to spiritual things and ways and allow the spirit to feed your mind and allow that to be the truth you stand on and allow that to be your vibrational alignment, then you can form and shape, produce and create new good in ways that might seem unimaginable right now. But I am the thinker who thinks the thought that makes the thing. Whether it's possible or not is up to you. What do you believe? So they give a great example about going from San, from Phoenix to San Diego. If I'm in Phoenix, I want to go to San Diego. If I want to get there, I have to turn my attention toward San Diego and keep going in that direction. If I'm going in the right direction, I'm headed in the right direction. Eventually, I'll get to San Diego. But they talk about how we turn trips from one place to another mentally into a whole another thing where attention, concentration, focus is all over the place. 
Yeah, we say we want to be in a particular life experience, destination. All right. So part of understanding how to get from one place to another is, again, changing your mind and keeping it chained. Is Les Brown used to say, keep the main thing, the main thing. If you work on that, you can get some miraculous results. So next week, I'm going to record on chapter 15, you are perfect yet expanding being in a perfect yet expanding world and a perfect yet expanding universe. So I'm having a great time teaching this book. I hope you are too. And let people know what you're learning. Share. I'm, I'm going to request that you share it on your social media. You If you're listening to it and you love it, put it on your Twitter, your Facebook, link it somehow in Instagram and comments. I don't know. You can figure that out. Uh, help me get this message out. I believe it can change the world for the better. Help me get this message out. I really appreciate your focus. Also, don't forget to go on Google. Uh, I mean, go to the mindbodyspirit.fm website, find my page, click on it, and then a couple of times a week, just open that page on your phone or your computer I want to get Truth Transforms of Reverend Galen McDowell up to the top of Google. When you put in Truth Transforms, other stuff pops up sometimes. And I want to be the whole first page. I need you to help me do that. So if you can do that, even if you listen to it via pod, various podcasts, if you can just do that website thing for me, it would greatly benefit me. Thank you so much. God bless you. And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transform. Take care. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.